0: Welcome everybody to an all-new, downright sports here on DynastyRadioNY.com, your number one source for hip hop and R&B. On today's show, we're going to talk about the base, the first half of the baseball season, in the second half, and some of the storylines you should pay attention to. We're also going to cover Conor McGregor. Was he not? Was it a KO, or did he hurt himself? Time the new Tom, and outspoken Tom Brady, and who the Pelicans should actually hire. And we will also touch on the new, I mean, well, the uh, open this uh, coming Thursday, starting this coming Thursday in golf. So it's Tuesday or it's Thursday, depending on when you hear the show, buckle up, get ready because when you hear it's uh, this voice, it only means one thing and one thing only. It is showtime.
1: Some bubbly? Look at this stuff, huh? He is. God damn. New York City. Skyscrapers and everything. Back in the day, we used to respect y'all niggas. We used to be down with y'all niggas. All y'all have for the West Coast is criticism and disrespect, so I say to you and your city, y'all niggas will never get our respect again, West Side nigga.
0: It up we back that tap response is back down downward sports is back hello everybody <laughs> welcome back to an all new downright sports radio the podcast and I am your host the notorious sports critic v1 the only true sports fan that gives it to you like you want to hear it Brett Reed the one the only the Monday through the Tuesday the Thursday the light that's it got the nickname down packed took a while but I figured it out <laughs> Uh welcome to our all new show here on Dynasty Radio NY.com. your number one source for hip hop and RB oh. You're watching here on Facebook Live. We thank you. <laughs> Today's show, we're going to talk uh, baseball. We're going to talk uh, some basketball, some UFC. We're going to discuss a little bit of here. We're going to discuss a little there. The uh, show's going to be a little different than where I normally go. when I'm diving into deep waters. Stuff that I normally don't swim with. But guess what? I got, I got the goggles on. I got my fins. I got my floaties. We go and we're going in. We're going to talk about golf and its upcoming ma- um, major the Open, otherwise known as the British Open, uh, for, uh, for me, it's my favorite uh, major. In fact, it's the only major I watch. I don't watch. The, I'm not a Masters guy. I know people love Augusta in its beauty. There's nothing. Hold on, hold on. You got to do it just right. This leaves grass growing. Augusta, the Masters. Yeah, doesn't do it for me. Boring. U.S. Open, eh. Um, the PGA, eh, it is the Open, the British Open for me is what does it for me because it's in England. It's got the the you're looking at that that gray <laughs> cloudy uh, uh, background. it's always raining. Um, the cool and then the cool thing is over over in England and Scotland they don't maintain the they don't they don't maintain the course the way they do here in America. So when you go play over there, what we consider rough here is pretty much the fairway there, and I love it. It's so gritty and so awesome. I fell in love with it probably about 15 years ago. I woke up in I woke up and couldn't sleep, and the only thing on was the British Open, and I know watching all of it, and I'm making my business where I'm up three, or four a.m. to catch the first tee off. Uh, uh, Direct TV, which I don't have anymore, it does the British Open, awesome, because they give you three different coverages, if you have it, and it's so cool, one of the coverages is done, um, as if you were in England, so you got the, the authentic accent, and he was going to Tea love and he going to, knock it out here, mate, he's going to, oh, he drove it there, Ah, oh, he missed that. I love it. It's so cool. It's the coolest thing. Like, my dream, my goal one day is to play in England. I I need to play in America first. But we'll get to that (laughs) soon enough. Uh, Where will it be played? Uh, We haven't written down. So, (laughs) I have a mess everywhere because I recorded earlier an interview to Joe Hill next week and another interview. We'll have two interviews next week. So, a little... Spoiler there. Uh, so the, the British Open, which was uh, originally the first time I was ever played in October seventeenth, nineteen sixty. Think about that. No TV coverage. Like, if, oh, I should have did that. That would have been awesome if I had did like the original coverage. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever British Open here in uh, Royal St George. It is a wonderful, wonderful day out here. Uh, who are you talking to, Sam? I'm talking to the can. There's no such thing as... Th- there's no radio. There's no radio. But nobody... I'm not broadcasting. You're broadcasting to no one. Oh. Well. Anyway. <laughs> no. Um, there was no TV. There was no radio. Nobody... You know, you basically had to read... You know, they read the paper. Any case, some of the... Uh, you know... You know who has won this event. Uh, Tiger. Uh, Phil has won. Um... Sh- here we go, here we go, here we go. Uh, Nicholson has won a thousand times. Uh, um, what's his name? Jack, uh, Nichols, uh Jack Nicholson has won uh, a load of times. Um, Ernie Els, uh, I think he's the oldest winner. No, he's not. The oldest winner is actually, uh, maybe Ernie Els, maybe the oldest winner, I think. In 2002, I think Ernie Els is one of the oldest winners. Um. Arnold Palmer's won it a bunch of times. So some of the big guys, the big names, they all have won the the British once or twice. In the last few years, we've seen uh, uh, some of the names: Phil won in 2003, Roy 2014, Zach Johnson 2015, and uh, Jordan Spieth 2017. Uh, the last one was Sean Larry, who won in 2019. The last time it was played. He, um, he finished. He won with six strokes, which was pretty cool. You know, he had a nice little lead there. He beat guys like Roy McElroy and Justin Rhodes. He um, kept it down. The cool thing is the amount of money he won. The money. So, uh, won a little over. The, winner's share, the purse was $10, 000, uh, $10 million. And the winner's share got over. A, he got basically $2 million. He walked away. The, the winner's share this year. Is two million dollars. They're playing in Royal Saint George, uh, a course that they have seen, that has been played at uh, quite a bit, if you may say, and over a hundred is hundred and what do you write down? Okay. But and the over a hundred year it, uh, of this um, event being played, uh, Scotland's uh, Royal Saint George has hosted it. 14 times the most on Scotland. Uh, in fact, believe it or not, it's more it's not as much as Saint Andrew St. Andrews. St. Andrews was hosted it 29 times. Could you believe they just basically that's a home. In fact, next year they'll be back at St. Andrews. How about that? Um, so it's a it's a very from the photos and everything like that is an amazing course. Uh <clears throat> 18 holes, of course, for those of you that don't know. <laughs> uh, the length of the course is about seven thousand two hundred and forty yards. How crazy is that? Um, look at it, I'm trying to look at where is like, the the hardest part of the course here. You see, they don't see a, until, par, until hole 7 is the first par 5. So, it's probably the first tough challenge that they'll see is uh, 7 um, not many par fives on this, uh, just two, uh, seven and 14. Those are the only, uh, times that they have par fives. Um, so it should be a, so it's probably, it's gonna it's probably a smaller course and, uh, players are going to have to play a little closer to the vest. They may not be able to just black rip and blast because the, the room for mistakes is probably few and far in between. You don't want to make a mistake when you go When you're going uh, um, on this course. Fun fact. As I'm just reading through Wikipedia real fast. Goldfinger was filmed on this course. So if you're a James Bond buff like I am. Goldfinger was filmed here. That's one of the. uh, um, James shows up with a gold brick. Drops it on Goldfinger. And goes. um, What do we play for? And he drops the gold brick. And we'll play for that. And then our joke ah ah, ah," And. uh, they start off playing. James hits a good one, golfing hits a bad one, and cheats. And James's uh, caddy goes, "But your honor, sir!" And James like, "No, no, don't you worry. It's perfectly fine. We'll get him later, and I'll drink a martini." <laughs> so. Uh, love James Bond movies. I gotta start them up again. So, who's the favorite to win? Well, I'm glad Jack. Vegas has a few guys that are uh, looked at. Some of the names that you don't. Uh, Zach Johnson is out uh, due to COVID, but some of the favorites picked to win. Uh, uh, Roy, Shane, Larry, Brooks, Kepka. Those are some of the favorites. Shane, um, Sean, Larry. He has to be considered a favorite, but the overall favorite. Is uh, spent uh, the the U.S. Open winner for this year, uh, John Ram, who is, um, is it? Ram? Was it? Yeah, it's Ram. John Ram, who's the favorite to win it this year? So far, he's earned the most money. He's made. He hasn't made the most cuts, but he's finished in the top ten the most with eleven top ten finishes. He only has one tour victory, and um, that is the, the U.S. Open. But he is currently favorite to win it. Right now, if you're going by the fave if you going by the, the Vegas odds or the sportsbook odds, I want to say he had him. Um, did I not write down the odds? I didn't write his odds down, but I want to say it was like uh, 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 seven hundred and fifty. So don't put too much money on him because you're not looking to win. anything. said, <laughs> um, "My pick, if I were to choose, is uh, I don't really know." Uh, I was leaning towards uh, Dustin Johnson, maybe. I always, you know, I know Roy McElroy, but he hasn't done anything all year. He's had a pretty, um, he's had a pretty mediocre year so far where he hasn't really dominated. If we look at, um, he's currently right, right now ranked 22nd in the world. He's finished in the top 10 six times. He's got one tour victory. Uh, he's made the cut 15 times. Uh, he's earned about $3 million, which I'll take in the bank any day. But you would think he would be... He was always supposed to be the heir apparent. He was always supposed to be the next Tiger. But he I don't know if it was the pressure or there's no such thing as the next Tiger. And it just never happened for him. So, I, mean, I think don't put any money on Roy McElroy at all. Where is Shane? Is Shane even on the list anymore. <laughs> doesn't look like it. Yeah, Shane's not even in the top 40, and he won, he's the last winner. He's going to play. You got to think he's got a shot in the dark, but probably not. Jordan Spieth, you got to throw his name out there. He's uh, sixth ranked in the world right now. You know who's probably going to win? If I had to put any money, somebody I have no idea who it is, Justin Thomas. Um, He's he's finishing the top 10 five times. Uh, he's got one tour victory so far in the PGA, uh, excuse me, American Alabama, he's fifth right now ranked in the world, he's third on the money list, that's gonna be my pick to win, if I do, if I'm a pick, I got Justin Thomas winning the, 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 the open, <clears throat> it will be, I, I'm gonna go with an American, I, I am gonna go with an American on this, I'm trying to take a look. In his career, does he have any majors under the belt? I'm gonna have to go to the old Wikipedia. We're gonna go to the other computer, a lot of computers. So, you know, I, you when you try for those of you that think like, oh man, you know, golf is just a, just, a, just a stupid sport, it's really not. It's hard, it's a lot of it's it's more mental than it is, it, it, it's as much mental as it is physical, and it is physically tolling. Uh, the professionals do not. Uh, use carts. <laughs> they walk the course. So, don't, don't, don't. You know, it's not like me when I go play. I make sure I got me a cart. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't. Right, no. uh, so, he... um Justin has one major under the belt. He's got the PGA Championship. He finished fourth in the Masters in 2020. He finished uh, tied for eighth in the U.S. Open last year. He finished tied for 11th in the Open. So he he finished tied for 11th. The last time he played in the Open, he finished tied for 11th. So he was in in contention. I'm going with him. That's my man. I think he will win. I'm going to follow him through the weekend, and I got faith in him. We're going to ride this one. Justin Thomas. You stamp it. We're putting Justin Thomas, we're, as Vince McMahon would say, we're putting a rocket on him, kid, and he's going to the moon. Right, so we're going with Justin Thomas. So good, best of luck to everybody. Go to FanDuel if you want to place some bets, because that's probably where I'm gonna place my bet this weekend. As you see, I have my golf shirt on and my golf hat, and the golf clubs is over there clicking dust. It's all good. Anyway. <laughs> uh, thank you for, this is, this is Downright Sports Radio here on DynastyRadioNY.com. Uh, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B, except for Tuesdays and Thursdays, it's your number one source for everything sports, you fail, man? Uh, check this out real quick, do some homework, um. On Wednesdays, hope, dude. Check out my man the one. If you're in the New York tri-state area and you're looking to party, boogie and get down, check out my man DJ Chase at uh, Tito's 348 Malcolm X Boulevard. Uh, no DJ better in the world. And well, one day I'll give you more of the background with DJ Chase when I go give him some support and shout, um, show him some love. Today, the music is all West Coast themed. You feel me? We starting off with the West uh, West, um, West Side Connection. We're going to have a little Nate Dog, a little Dr. Trey, a little dub C4C flip. C yeah. All right. So, <laughs> I wish Allie could cover this it, because it's a lot of fun to hear her trying to say it. It's just so awful. All right. Uh, we'll be right back with more. Uh, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about baseball Ricky, Jackie, Monk. I don't know the song. I just know that part. All right, we'll be right back, everybody. Get ready. Woo! We are tour
1: and we're doing it better than anybody else alive. Now, Buddy Landell, if so. <laughs> oh
2: damn. All right.
3: I can't bang on a plane. i say I can't be a pilot. I can't be a doctor. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right in front
0: of your face. I'm going to chug 15 beers right now. Alright, everybody. We are back. Um, segment number two. Low, um, so, I'm, during the break, I was started watching the Home Run Derby. And I'm uh, uh Dang it, I practiced his name the whole time. <coughs> uh, Shinsuke... On, on top, on guys, started um, Shinsuke. We're just gonna go with that. Um, he's, in, he's got 11 home runs, but he started off rocky, like he was, it looked like he didn't find his groove. But he started, it was a lot of base hits and line drives, but he's got to 11. Um, did he pad? No, Solero, uh, got 22, so he's got a he's got 15. So, let's we'll see what he does. Oh, is he done? Oh, he's done. That's it. The big hype. The big hype. He, he fell short. Oh, my God. He fell short. Anyway, we're going to talk about him right now. So, baseball is at its halfway point. The All-Star Game is, uh, if you're listening to All-Star Games today. But, <laughs> and, um, the American League will face the National League in the Fall Classic. And, so far... The teams right now that are um, leading the way at the halfway mark. Shusuke Otani. Otani. That's it. (laughs) Shusuke Otani. Currently right now in the American League, the Red Sox lead the way right now. The Red Sox are 55 and uh, 36. They currently right now have the best record in baseball, which is mind-boggling if you think about it. Because a year ago... Their coach was not in the league. They didn't have a manager last year, and they were the, they were literally the worst team in baseball, one of the worst teams in baseball last year. And they are um, Alex Rio has made them that much better. Like how freaky is that? What is it? What voodoo magic does he have going on over there? The red those guys up in Boston who I can't stand. Uh, um, uh, uh, Xavier Bogart batting 321 so far. Uh, Rafael DeVar batting uh, 22 home runs. JD Martinez hitting 299. The team offensively fifth in home runs, second in RBI, second in hits, first in wins when it comes to pitching, second in saves, third in the area. they playing as a team, and playing as a unit. Why am I bringing it up? Because it's so important to know where teams are good and where they're bad. This team seems complete. Now, are they the best team in baseball overall? The San Francisco Giants, the San Diego Padres, the Los Angeles Dodgers, they may have something to say about that. Um, Right now, the Red Sox, they can't coast comfortably because Tampa Bay, Toronto, and the Yankees are all within striking distance. The Yankees and Toronto are eight games back. Tampa is a game and a half back. Um, if the playoffs... So, the, this is going to be a very, very long season for this American League East. I can promise you the Yankees, towards the end, going towards the break, looked really good. They lost one... They lost two uh, in their last six days. So... They, they beat Seattle in that series. They beat Houston in that series. Just losing to them once. Um, and they lost. Yeah, and then now uh, we're going to look at the Yankees' schedule in a second. But we're going to look at Boston's upcoming schedule. And when they come back from break. Ain't this a blip. They play the Yankees who they swept last time they faced them. So I am not happy about that. Hopefully the Yankees turn it around. The crazy thing is the Red Sox are good. Right now, and they don't even have Chris Sale. Like Chris Sale has not even stepped on the field yet from a pitching standpoint. They're giving it done from Nathan Odari, who's nine and five with an ERA of three six, three point six. Their pitchers ain't blowing people away. Like they don't have a, a guy out there that's just a stud. They're just playing as a complete team from start to finish. They if you if they can't, what it seems like is if they can't outpitch you, they'll outhit you, and they'll put the ball in play. They'll put they'll keep it moving, and then when they get to that bullpen, their bullpen obviously being Second and saves their bullpen is shut down, it's locked down, it's a guaranteed victory for them, and that's why they keep moving. For if you look at the central, no surprise here. With the manager Antonio LaRusa the White Sox are in first in the Central. Currently, they have an eight-game lead over the Indians. So, if they hold on and look, uh, they could run away with that division unless you know Tito in the in the, in the in the in the Indians decide to turn around. Houston, Oakland are in a in a little bit of a race. Uh, Houston and that group of guys are going against the mighty, mighty A's who just come out of nowhere. Uh, they're three and a half games back. If the playoffs started today, uh, it would be Tampa and Oakland would be the two wildcard teams. Oakland, who you can't never name who's on their squad. You can't never figure out who's the best player on Oakland because they, they have a dot. Them and Tampa play money ball better than, ...than any other franchise in any other sport. They do more with less than some teams do with a, a roster full. Like, they just do it the right way. They, they kind of have that... Tampa and Oakland kind of have that little league AAU high school feel... ...where it's more or less like, hey, we got a system in place here. Let's go by the system. Let's, you know, you, you pitch, you hit, you pitch, you hit... We're not relying on stars to win the game. Everybody's got to play their part, PYP. Every man's got to pick up every piece. Uh, Bob Melvin is the manager on this team. Uh, I'm trying to get the stats. Who's leading the team right now in batting average? Currently right now, Matt Olson, who's an all-star this year, batting 282 with 23 home runs, 59 RBIs. Jared Lau, uh, former Red Sox bat in 263, having a nice little season there. Uh, Matt Chapman, who some say was one of the better uh, third baseman, and he's not hitting on a whole lot. He's having a kind of so they're not they don't have guys that's like just killing it, but they have a consistency going on there from their pitching standpoint. Uh, Chris Belton, uh, ten wins, two losses, ERA 3.28. You got to think he's considered a, a Cy Young winner. Uh, this year, you think you got to put him in consideration? Uh, his numbers are spectacular. At a nine. um, the thing is, he gives up a lot of hits, it looks like to me, he's about seven hits out of nine innings. Uh, he does strike out, he does about nine strikeouts a game currently. So, he, he, he gives up hits, but he also sits you down, which is pretty much the how baseball is played nowadays. i was looking to see. How many innings does he give? What's the average? They may not even track them anymore because pitches barely pitch half the time. <laughs> uh, so it looks like they got a little. So they could. Oakland probably won't win the division. They're definitely probably going to make the playoffs. So if you're, uh, the, if you're the Cleveland Indians, the Detroit Tigers, the, Tampa, the the Toronto Blue Jays, the New York Yankees, you better turn it on because Oakland is not going to yield to anybody. They rarely ever do. Uh, Seattle is it's fun. Seattle's in it. They have a winning record of 48 and 43. Uh, it's nice to see Seattle winning. It's nice to see Seattle have a winning record in that franchise maybe turn around. That friend I was thinking this the other day. They have one of the most amazing uniforms. Like their jerseys is so dope. The Seattle Mariners, like I think it's one of the most underrated unis quite frankly in the game uh, today. Um, if we take a look at who is leading the way out there for them boys, if the screen stop jumping, <laughs> uh, J.P. Crawford currently right now, uh, thirty-one RBIs, but he's got he's batting two seventy-nine. He's ranked he's not ranking it, but he's one of <laughs> the consistent sort of team. Uh, the guy ranking it for them though, Mitch Hung, uh, Hanger. Uh, 20 home runs, 52 RBIs, Kyle Seeger, 50 RBIs, 16 home runs, so they got some hitters on the team, they got some guys, they got some guys that are putting some, um, definitely putting the ball in there, Chris Felix, 8-3 uh, and three ERA, everybody's got a high ERA, unless you're the Grom and somebody else, like, <laughs> there's not a whole lot of 2s, uh, low 2s, high 2s, so, you know, they give up a lot of hits is what it looks like. He gives up nine hits a game. So, I don't think Seattle's going to, I think Seattle may be two years away. They're a player away. They're not a free agent away. They're just a good player away. Um, and now that team will be on and rolling, and that West is going to be tough to deal with. Uh, you got to, if you look at the National League, the storylines to talk about coming out of the National League, the the Mets, whoa. So, the Mets are in first place and it's not pretty. Uh, they are currently 47 and 40. Uh, they got a three and a half game lead over Philly. So that's going to be ugly coming down the stretch. When do they face each other again? Because that's must watch. Um, <coughs> excuse me. We take a look at the Mets schedule real quick. <sighs> when the Mets get back from break. They played Pittsburgh, who's having a pretty decent year. I oh, know they're not. Pittsburgh's terrible. <laughs> they have some good players. Uh, doesn't look like they play Philly anytime soon. So, that's going to be exciting if they keep those two going. You talk about Philly and New York fighting for first. Let's not forget, it was Philly that took first place from the Mets um, a couple years ago when um, Philly just came out of nowhere. What 2020, 2007? Yeah, 2007, 2007, Philly just came out of nowhere and took the playoffs from the Mets. Mets were never the same after that, like, and it, it just collapsed. But, um, not to snub them out, the Braves are four back, Nats are six back. Heck, the, um, Miami Marlins are nine back. I don't see them making any moves. Uh, to be, af- if you're the Mets, you need to be afraid of the Nationals. You need to be afraid. The Braves may have some trouble because they got some injuries, and they got some guys that are out. And I want to say um, Junior, I want to say Roland O'Keele Jr. just went out. I think he was hurt, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I hope not, because he's such a key player. Um, yeah, he tore his knee. He's out for the season. That's what I thought. So, Ronald, their best player, one of the best the best right fielder in the game, maybe, uh, Ronald Kelly Jr. is done. He's out. So, that <laughs> Atlanta, you're on the clock. So I, I don't think Atlanta's going to make any moves unless they just choose the Freddie Freeman against those guys that just rally around. Washington, you never count Washington out with Trey Turner and uh, Jose Salero and those group of guys down there. They they uh, Matt Scherzer, uh, um, Steve, <coughs> Steven Strasburg. Like, they got the pitching definitely to put themselves back in contention where they lack sometimes the hitting, their offense doesn't show up sometimes, and they I think they should probably make a move uh, in the trade deadline and potentially go get them another hitter, somebody that can hit in the middle of that lineup and, and start raking and help um, guys like Juan Salero be able to and Trey Turner, you know, keep that thing balanced for them. <sighs> excuse me, <coughs> I got a tickle in my throat, so, and then we look at the Central, we look at the, the West, San Francisco surprised everybody, they're, they're, they're basically in first place, and uh, the West, uh, Milwaukee has got a strong, nice little lead in the Central, but the, the Reds are right there, trying, the Reds are currently four games back, the question is, <coughs> excuse me, the question is going into the second half, which of these teams will keep their current positioning? Who's going to make moves? I believe, you know, I, I truly think Washington will probably end up leapfrogging Atlanta. And then it's going to come down to a three team race. Washington, Philly, and the Mets. Like, I just see that coming. <coughs> You're going to see. St. Louis always gets better in the second half of the season. But Milwaukee is so good. Currently right now, their offense is just clicking on our cylinders. We don't hear about them a ton because they are Milwaukee. Uh, and baseball does a very bad job in, in promoting it's all of its product versus just one of its products. Sorry, I'm a little choked up. <laughs> <coughs> Yeah, if you currently look at how Milwaukee breaks down as a unit, I mean, you got Kristen Yelich, who's having, who's not even having a great year. He's got five home runs, he's in 241, and the team's still in first place. Like, when your best player isn't even clicking the way you need him to, then you know your team is special. Uh, from a pitching standpoint, they don't, uh, they don't have any – they got one pitcher that's a starter – uh Brandon uh Woodruff, uh, who's got seven wins, four losses, got a nice little ERA around 206. He gives look, look, look at this. 0.7 hits. He gives up five hits. Five hits. You hear that? Five hits through nine innings. He barely gives up home runs, so you don't get the long ball off him. He averages about ten strikeouts again. The guy is a stud. He's gonna probably he's got to me. It's between him and the San Francisco Giants pitching staff as far as who I think could win the Cy Young Award, and I want to say Brandon is looking really good right now. San Francisco has got uh, Kevin Gruzman and Anthony uh, the the fir, the shark <laughs> the suffer uh, the sufferers got two ten I mean he's ten and three with an ERA uh, two sixty eight and then you got Jacob DeGrom of course Oh, DeGrom ooh Jacob. Jacob DeGrom. <laughs> that guy is, without a doubt, one of the baddest men on the planet when it comes to pitching. Like, he is, he's just that good. Oof. <laughs> so, you got, um, it's hard for me to paint, but I'm going to go ahead and pick who making it this year and who going to go to World Series. I want to pull up the Groms numbers real fast, though. Jacob is seven and two, ERA one. He's Jacob from the side. <laughs> Jacob's like the Mets. Honestly, with the way their pitching staff looks right now, unless they just utterly just go plop and just crap, just crap out, you can see the Mets going to the World Series. Not winning, but they could. Pitching always is better. Good, great pitching always overcomes good offense, and. The second half, you got to think, guys, like Francis Lindor is going to turn it on. You got to think um, Pete Alfonso is going to continue to have an awesome season. Uh, James McCann has got to you know, become a little more productive. The Mets are probably a hitter away from just being that good of a team and just running away with it. But with the way the Mets' pitcher staff is holding up right now, people need to be afraid that if you had to face... Marcus Stroman, DeGrom, back-to-back, and Walker, you are looking at possibly three straight losses, especially in a postseason. Like, forget about it, like how good the Mets are. So let's go. Who we got going, winning it all, hosting it all? Well, I'm going to go out on a limb, and as much as it's going to make me vomit and throw up, we can see potentially the rematch of 86 Mets versus Red Sox. Maybe. Now, I know everybody's like, well, how could you forget about San Diego, San Francisco, and L.A.? I think those three teams are going to beat each other up. They're going to fight to get to some, everybody to win that division. Currently, right now, the way that division is shaped up is the lead, it's six games. San Diego is six back. Dodgers are two back. I think the Dodgers' offense the defense is just better than San Francisco. Even though San Francisco is hitting on all cylinders, the Dodgers will take over that division. San Francisco will be a wild card team, place in San Diego, and you're going to see you're going to see those teams knock each other out. The Red Sox, pretty much, Tampa's always a good bet, but Tampa, I feel like they, their best shot was last year. The Blue Jays, I still don't think they're good, but they're going to have the Yankees are going to fight with them tooth and nail. I don't see Oakland. I think Houston's going to want to get back as revenge, but they'll probably end up losing. The Red Sox, I think, is built better than them from a pitching standpoint unless because uh, Houston will not be getting Justin Verlander back this year. So, especially if you're Houston, you're going to have to play Boston. In Boston, in winter, no, that's uh, that's advantage Boston to me. So, I'm saying in here. We're going to have an 86 rematch, Mets. Red Sox, and Mets win it again in seven. My, my words. Bring him back the curse. Bring back the curse. Now, before I wrap this up, uh, baseball needs to do a much better job in promoting its said talent. Um, currently, right now, base, if you look out, baseball sums up. You got Vladimir Jr., um, you got guys like uh El You got Francisco Tatis Jr., you got Aaron Judge. You got all these studs and these stars, Um, 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 Adam Frazier, all these studs, and baseball's not putting out. I don't see these guys everywhere. I shouldn't have to wait till the All-Star Game to learn who these people are. Like, you got a guy like Shinsuke Otame who's pitching and hitting and good. Like, he's good. He's hitting home runs. He's he's striking people out. He's exciting. Why is he not on TV all the time? Like, stop using these excuses that these teams are on the West Coast while we can't see them on a day-to-day basis. Figure it out. Figure it out. Enough with the, the time zone stuff. There's enough Internet. There's enough resources where you can make it happen. Put the games on earlier. I'm sure people on the West Coast will be more than happy if the games were on at 3. Baseball was at its most successful when there were games played during the day. Baseball is a summertime game. It is not a winter game. The NBA can do that because people are snuggled in in December, January, February, and March. Come June, July, August, and hell, even September, people want to be outside. They want to be in the sun. More day games, more games on TV. If you need that nighttime revenue, do a damn double header. But they need to get the West Coast stars Mike Trout, Otame. And Francisco, we need to see these guys. We need to feel these guys. We need more. It should not. You know, it's a damn shame. Give me this West Coast stuff. We know who Russell Wilson is. We know who uh, Richard Sherman is. We know who Steph Curry is. We know who Draymond Green is. We know who Jimmy Garoppolo is. We know everybody in other sports, but baseball for some reason is still using the the, the newspaper system or whatever they're using, but it's archaic and it's not working. Get your players out there. Put them on prime time. If you have to schedule more, you know what? Enough with the two times a year thing. Schedule more Yankees versus Angels. Schedule more Boston versus San Diego. Bring those teams east more or have them playing more eastern teams because people are missing out. And if you want the younger fan base, I suggest you start giving the younger fans one point. Young fans still don't watch games at midnight. I go to bed watching West Coast games because I can fall asleep to them because I'm 1,000 years old. I literally wait. Huh, Dodgers is playing. doesn't matter because it's 11, and I'm tired. <laughs> but if you put a baseball game on around 6, 7, I'll give it a shot. You give me a game at 11, 12 o'clock at night, I'm tucking in. I'm going to bed. That's some of the best sleep I ever have. I'm just telling you. Poor marketing. You're damn right, Raymond. It's poor marketing. It's the worst style of marketing. You can't. If, if baseball right now is surviving... If baseball is a pretty girl post-high school. The first three years, she's surviving on her rep. Ooh, I remember Susan. Susan was hot. Yeah, and then 25 hits. Susan ain't been to the gym. She ain't random. She don't work out. She ain't a lot fast food. Susan don't look like Susan used to anymore. But we still got the reputation of, hey, that was the hot one in school. So, few guys will flirt and come talk to her and holler at her. But you know what? That 20, the same person, the same age, let's just call it the NFL or the NBA, is keeping in shape. They're in the gym. They got the, you know, they they got the figure. The hair's whipping all around. They looking good. They keeping up. While Susan is still trying to write letters well, Everybody sending text messages. This is downright sports and we'll be back with the next segment. Uh what we'll Raymond say, uh Nobody even knows the players. Nobody knows the players. Nobody I'm a Yankee fan and watch every game and couldn't tell you half the roster some nights. Cause I don't even know what they're like, they don't even announce it. You gotta have an email blast when they make a map Ooh, I'm going over my time. We're gonna talk more baseball in a second in the third quarter in the third half in the third segment, all right? I get passionate about my baseball. This is downward Sports. West Sea for if yeah.
1: Going up the double, yeah. <laughs> I'm with this. What we throwing up? <laughs> Going up all you bust-ass niggas out there. I got my motherfucking homeboys in the house. My nigga Ice Cube. Back here. Back to set the record straight for yeah. all these bust-ass niggas who be trippin', It's all we do, nigga Front, back, side yeah. to side, we be givin' it up, to the day we die Niggas hit me up, I'ma have to erupt, yeah. so motherfucker what's up Front, back, side yeah. to side, we be givin' it up, to the day we die Niggas hit me up, I'ma have to erupt, so motherfucker what's up Niggas clear the lane, here I come once again with this gangster clique, dropping this gangster shit. Strictly for the riders, two riders? I gotta put side of rhyme for them niggas that's sitting on them back wires. Punk the bass, hit the switch, cause Ice Q, 10 and Dub C's back up in the Hitch Straight hooked to for life, ain't no looking back. Ink in my flesh, Westside, tatted on my chest. Walking with the shadow of death through the land of the scandalous, South Central Los Angeles. Home of the Crips and the bloods what even and the strongest niggas is drug through the mud and touch from out of town best to say in Hollywood you get the tourist ass cake strolling through my hood west coast to the casket drop I'll be throwing it up so motherfucker West. up it's gun home Mac one no please you can't fuck with these ice cubes and dub seats is my G's and hip hop top three niggas the new bosses never slipping cause we flosses packing the roses. Nigga, thought you knew how we do it ain't a damn thing changed I'll wait on them things forever in a day so Back up, Give me room, don't neglect, just respectin' everything I can't check, I wreck Now you can cross out the busses and snitches Shit, only killers, hoochie bitches, and hot hydraulic switches allowed On the turf, what a real hog, yeah. swell Sold up the hood, the fattest boulders on the block for sale Inglewood City to throw my car home, niggas be so bright You might need your lopes on the bell too. and spin your end with Mac-10 And I gotta confess up, nigga, this wet's up for life Run. Back, side to side, we be giving it up to the day we die Niggas hit me up, I'ma have to abrupt So motherfucker West up Front, back, side to side, we be giving it up to the day we die Niggas hit me up, I'ma have to run. So motherfucker West up Now I got to show you how the West Coast rocks No razor blades In my mouth, just a clock And I'm hitting you up with that W-S the sun rises in the east, but it sets in the west. No goatee, you get to wreath. So hand me the goodies, stocking masks, no hoodies. Christmas Day, I'm in a tray Why some of you niggas got the raw here, when I sleigh, we don't call it 5 o'clock. We call it one time It's my life, my life, my life, my life In the sunshine One nine weighs a ton How the fuck you think that the West was one? Now shit can be squashed over a 40 ounce Of backwash, no jokes Atlanta folks and hunted folks In the East, we can be brothers But when you come to L.A., watch your motherfucking Colors West my niggas back. Side to side, we be giving it up till the day we die niggas hit
0: me up, I'ma have to run, so motherfucker West's up, front back, side to side we begin getting- alright well I cut the song short, uh, wrap the show up thank you all for listening, <clears throat> thank you all for watching, uh, a lot of fun uh, Downray, uh, listen to Downray Sports every Tuesday and Thursday here on Dynasty Radio, NY.com, the number one source for hip hop r and soul, except for on Tuesdays and Thursdays, where it's your number one source for everything sports. <laughs> uh, coming up next, right after me, right after me, coming up next, the uh, M, uh, excuse me, the MRA podcast is right, ne- uh, right after me. So stay tuned. Uh, take a listen, take a can, take a WhatsApp, and uh, listen to the show, and. Um, Enjoy so much great entertainment on this network. It's not even funny. So I have to update my photo. Like <laughs> It's a must at this point. All right, uh, real quick. So the uh, UFC uh, big card, Conor McGregor's most anticipated return. Has Conor McGregor turned into Mike Tyson late in his career? Because I'm not 100% sure we are getting the same Conor McGregor we were accustomed to. The, the hungry... Conor McGregor before Floyd Mayweather. Conor McGregor. Conor's last three fights or last two he has lost uh, to the same person, and they have both been uh, KOs or TKOs. Uh, the first one, the last one this week was in the first round. Uh, Conor went for a kick and broke his foot. I am. Uh, I didn't see the fight. I know uh, if I'm looking at it here, total strikes. Uh, Connor landed more strikes. So at a 40, at a 54, he landed 43. Um, Dustin, uh, he landed 36 out of 66. So he threw more strikes, but he landed fewer. Connor was landing more and significant strikes is where he was better at than the same category. Connor was 26 for 38. Total takedowns, he had one. Um, submission attempts, Connor went for one. Connor doesn't break his foot. It's a different outcome, in my opinion. Conor McGregor is a showman. He's box office. He is the number one name in UFC currently, right now. But him going back to br- and breaking his foot, I'm not sure how we consider that a victory for the other guy. Because if the other guy broke it, I would go, okay. But he, Connor was standing toe to toe. Went for a kick and in his, in his ankle broke. How is that? That like, shouldn't be a loss. It should be a toss. Like, I don't get that. Like, I feel like they, they robbed Connor of that. They stay in his right Conor Connor's 22 and 66. 20, 22 and 6. Um, should he come back? Potentially, maybe. Uh, give it a go one more time. But the UFC, in my opinion, right now is riding high on its name. They desperately need a star, and Carter is that star. Like they don't, uh, they don't put any batteries in Amanda Nunez, who is a bad woman and could beat the brakes off anybody that steps to her. I know everybody is waiting for John Jones to return, but every time John Jones returns, he takes on the brakes and gets suspended. So, like, why do we wait for that? <laughs> and then, real quick, the Pelicans are considering hiring uh, some guy. Uh, somebody, I don't know, but if it's not if it's not Mark Jackson, they're gonna make a bad choice. The Pelicans don't need to. If the Pelicans are looking to win now, they don't need to hire some new guy. If they're looking to win now, go get a vet, go get a coach that knows how to motivate and win. That's Mark Jackson. If they want to win down the road, trade Zion now and then do whatever you want. I'm gonna tell you right now, if y'all don't start, if they don't start winning soon, and being more competitive than were, they won't have to worry about Zion and his contract because he will be telling them deuces, and I will promise you that one, I can guarantee that, alright, uh, we so, thank you all for listening, thank you all for watching, it's been a lot of fun, uh, the show will be back next week, the show will have two interviews next week, uh, one is from uh, uh, shoot, um, Kayla Jones, Kayla Soul Vibe Jones, she is a personal, who is a, a fitness coach, fitness trainer. She will uh, tell her story and tell the importance of health and fitness. And then the other is of a, a, a semi-pro independent basketball player, and Al Baker, who I had the privilege of coaching in high school. And he's currently playing, uh, I don't want to butcher it. I'm gonna butcher it. Did I get it? I think I got it. <laughs> no, I didn't get it. I get. Don't worry about. it. Just to the interview, and you get it. <laughs> okay. I didn't, I didn't write it down. That's on me. Uh, but we will be back next week. Uh, we're, uh, so two interviews is big for us here, and we're gonna try to reach out more and get more interviews and <sighs> grow the show. Just keep growing, man. Um, so thank you all. Wash your hands. Be safe. Uh, listen. Listen. It takes more energy. To treat a person with respect than it is to fight. Fighting is primal and and we just go to it. But if you take your time and you just relate to human beings and you just respect everybody, it's a lot harder and it's easier and you feel better about yourself. Let's not always go for the the, the first instinct, which is the fight. Let's go for let's go for our best in, instinct, and that's to love. And I'm gonna leave you with that. See you, everybody. Deuces.
3: The folks. Snoop Doggy dog and Dr. Dre is at the dope. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up Cause you know we're about to rip shit up Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble Compton and Long Beach together, now you know you in trouble Ain't nothing but a G-Thang, baby Too low, death nigga, so we're crazy Death Row is the label that pays me Unfadeable, so please don't try to fake this But I'm uh, back to the lecture at hand Perfection is perfected, so I'm gonna let em understand
4: My beeper kept deep, and now it's time for me to make my impression felt. So sit back, relax, and strap on your seat. Belt. you've never been on a ride like this before.
3: With a hella fight, gangster lean. Getting funky on the mic like a old batch of collard greens It's the capital SO Yes, fresh and double O P D O double G Y D O Double G you see. Showing much flex when it's time to wreck a mic. Pimpin' hoes and clockin' a grip. Like my name was Dolomite Yeah, and it don't quit. I think they in the mood for some motherfucking J shit. So gotta give them what they want. What's that G? We gotta
4: break them off something. Hell yeah. And it's gotta be bumping. City of confidence I talk, but I'm never off, always on to the break of dawn. See you when PTO went in the city they call Long Beach. Putting the shit together like my nigga DOC. No one can do it better like this. That and this center. And, uh, it's like that and like this and like that. And uh, it's like this. Then who gives a fuck about those? So just chill
3: to the next episode. <laughs>